Hello, hello. It's so good to see you again. I hope you're enjoying the series on perfect peace. So today we're going to be doing the last part uh, of the series on perfect peace. God wants us to have peace. You know, this world is full of turmoil and stress and anxiety and worry. Uh, but as a Christian, we can have perfect peace in the midst of all of that. In all of those stress, stressful situations, we can have perfect peace. Um, God has blessed us. God will bless us with perfect peace when we uh, follow his word and do the things that he tells us to do. And he will, the Bible says that he will guard our hearts and our minds with perfect peace. In Isaiah 26, verse 3, in the Amplified Version, it says, You will guard him and keep him in perfect peace, perfect and constant peace, whose mind, both its inclinations and its character, is stayed on you, because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. So in other words, uh, in a way, we need to put the blinders on and, and, and just block out all that, that anxiety and bad news and stress and focus on the Lord, focus on his promises, focus on his wonderful character, focus on the goodness he has toward us and his love. As we talked about, there's different kinds of peace uh, talked about in the Bible. The first one is uh, peace between God and man, and that can only come through Jesus Christ. And then there's peace between people, peace between countries, just, you know, having a lack of war, just having peace, peace. And then there's the peace that's the sense of rest and contentment, and that's what I'm talking about in this series. And we need this peace to face the difficulties of life. You know, in the Bible, as I said, it gives us a very clear path to have peace. You know, if we don't have peace, we can, you know, it affects it affects our relationships. It can affect our physical body. Uh, you know, people can have problems when they don't have peace, like uh, headaches or uh, ulcers or uh, reflux or, you know, all kinds of things can uh, afflict us when we don't have peace. <coughs> Excuse me. So there's great, great, great benefits if we do have peace. If our if our mind and our spirit is peaceful, it's good for us emotionally and physically. We can concentrate better. We can think clearer and make wiser decisions. We can have a better night's sleep, and that's really important. Um, peace helps us to have better relationships at work and in our families. And it can give us, when we're at peace in the Lord, it can give us a confidence and a strength we wouldn't have otherwise. <coughs> so I want to encourage you today to, to focus on the Lord and have peace. And I want you to really, really be aware uh, of those who pander to fear. It's a real common, uh, real common tactic to get people to listen to you is if you scare them out of their wits. <laughs> um, when we're focused on fear, we're not focusing on the Lord. And did you know a lot of people make a living trying to generate anxiety and stress and hopelessness and tension and fear and distrust? It happens in governments, in politics, in the news media, and even Christian ministers, Christian authors, and Christian media 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 outlets can generate these kinds of terrible things like stress. They can uh, generate anxiety in people and hopelessness, and it's really, really easy for them to do. 
All they have to do is start talking bad about people or having conspiracy theories or, or saying, you know, something's going to kill you or something's going to make you sick. That's not, there's no basis in reality and people can be full of stress and anxiety. So I just want to encourage you to be very careful what you're listening to, what you're reading, what you're watching. Um, is it building up your faith in Jesus Christ or is it causing uh, stress and anxiety and fear? If it's focusing on the Lord, it will generate peace in your life. So our main scripture says if our mind is focused on the Lord, he will keep us in perfect peace. So we've been talking about the Lord and his characters, his attributes, and the many ways we can focus our mind on him. So uh, as we wrap up today, I have a few more things about the Lord that are so, so wonderful. And if we dwell our minds, uh, if our minds dwell on these things, we can have peace in our hearts and our mind. So the first one is that God is good. You know, we can relax and rest on the fact that God is good. He's good to us. He's good to you. He's good to me. He's good to uh, his creation. God is good. Um, in Exodus 33:18, when God was appearing to Moses, he said, Then Moses said, Now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause my goodness to pass in front of you. Isn't that awesome? When, when God was appearing to Moses, the thing that he said first is that he'll cause his goodness, all of his goodness to pass before Moses. And it says, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So doesn't that sound wonderful that when God appeared to Moses, he caused his goodness to pass before him? In Nahum 1.7, it says, The Lord is, a, is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. So when troubles come your way, rest in the Lord. Don't get full of anxiety and fear and distress. Just rest on, rest on the Lord because he is good and he is our refuge. In Isaiah uh, uh, Psalm 145.9, it says, The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. So we see here that God is good and he's good to everyone. There's nobody on the face of the earth that God is not good to. He has compassion on every creature. Psalm 31:19 says, How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you, which you bestow in the sight of men on those who take refuge in you. So when we take refuge in the Lord, the Bible says that God has stored up goodness for us. I'll take that, won't you? I sure will take that. In 2 Peter 1.3, it says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. So here it says, by God's goodness, he's given us everything we need for life and godliness. So we don't have anything to be worried about. We don't have anything to be stressed about because God is good. We can have great, great peace knowing how good God is and how good he is to us. The second thing I'd like to talk about is the names of God. The names of God show us that we can rely on him, we can trust on him, we can depend on him, and we can rest in him and we can have our perfect peace in him. Um, you know, here on this earth, we have 
you know, names that describe a person like, you know, nurse or doctor or engineer, a student, a minister, an adult, a child, an athlete, rich, poor, smart, reliable, wholesome, lazy, and on and on and on. We have all kinds of words that describe a person. Well, did you know that God has all kinds of names that describe who he is? So I'm just going to tell you a few of them. And I just trust that as you hear the names of God, it will give you confidence in him that you can rest and rely upon him and uh, cast all your cares upon him and he'll take care of you. Um, so I'm just going to read these. And, I tr and this is just a small selection of the names of God in the Bible. The Most High, the Everlasting without beginning or end, the Rock, the All-Sufficient One, the Satisfier, the Master and the Ruler, the Lord who sanctifies, the Lord our righteousness, the Lord our healer, the Lord our provider, the Lord our peace, the All-Sufficient One, the Lord our victory, the Lord is there, the Lord our shepherd, Almighty God, the beginning and the end, the advocate, the author and the perfecter of our faith, the bread of life, the beloved son of God, the deliverer, faithful and true, the good shepherd, the judge, the king of kings, the lamb of God, the light of the world, Lord of all, the mediator, the Messiah, the mighty one, our hope, our Redeemer, the Risen Lord, our Savior, the Resurrection and the Life, the Door, the Way, the Word, the True Vine, Victorious One, Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. Oh, isn't that wonderful? It's so wonderful to hear about God and hear his mighty names and all of his names to de describe who he is to us. So I just want you to meditate and think about the names of God. Next time something comes your way that wants to you kind of knock you off your horse, just think of the names of God and all the things he's promised to do for you. The next and the last thing that we're going to conclude this series with is that God is his love and full of mercy. When you have somebody that loves you this much, you can, you can be guaranteed that he is going to watch out for you. He's going to look out for you. He's going to care for you. In 1 John 4, 1 John 4, the 8th verse, it says, Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God loved so loved us, we ought to love one another. Isn't it wonderful that God loved us so much and that he sent Jesus Christ as a sin offering for uh, mankind so that we could get back in a right relationship with God? That's how much he loves us, that he would sacrifice his own son for us. Uh, God's love can be seen throughout history through his patience and the long-suffering of the people of Israel. Um, he dealt with them and they rebelled. 
They rebelled, they rebelled, they rebelled. They had false gods. They uh, were involved in sexual sin. They were bickering and fighting and complaining. I mean, they had a lack of faith. I mean, the children of Israel were like us. They had all kinds of bad problems. But did you know that God kept with them, stuck with them, loved them, had a plan for them, and he has the same for you? In 1 John 4, verse 16, it says, And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world, we are like him. There is no fear. There's no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. So we can see here that it's not God's plan for us to be fearful of anything. And the reason we don't have to be fearful of anything is because of God's perfect love. In Romans 5 verse 6, Romans 5 verse 6, it says, You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See how much God loves us in the classic scripture about God's love is in John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So today we've talked about that God is good. We've talked about the names of God and that God is love and mercy. And when we focus on these things and the things that we talked about before, we can have perfect peace. We can be at ease and at calm, just resting and knowing that God has a plan for us, that God will give us the strength, to get through anything, that God will give us the victory, that God will help us and will give us wisdom. And, and it's just such an awesome thing to be able to rest and rely on the goodness of God and his love. Well, I hope this has helped you. Um, I hope you uh, focus on the Lord and have perfect peace because that's what God wants for you. He wants that for you. He wants that for your family. He wants that for all mankind. Well, if you've never uh, become a Christian, if you don't really know what I'm talking about, God has a plan for you and he wants you to be his child. And the way we do that is we repent of our sins. That just means that we're sorry for the sins we've committed and we decide that we're going to turn around. We're going to live a new life for Jesus Christ. We're going to give him our life and we put our faith in him as our Lord and Savior. And the Bible says that he'll make you a new creation and Take my word for it. It'll be like nothing you've ever experienced before. It's awesome to become a Christian. Well, you'll, you all have a good week and be in perfect peace.